Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. Uh, we have quite the show this week. We have some, some amazing guests on. Kenji and Adam are here to talk M19. Uh, we have a bunch of, you can, if you look down at the bottom of the screen, down, down in this direction, uh, you see everything that's happening, all show. So we're going to start out talking to Kenji and Adam about M19. We're going to move to cracking some M19 packs, talking about the best cards in those packs. Then we're going to do the thing that a lot of you have been clamming for, clamoring for, <laughs> clamming it up, clamming for, and talk about C18 and what's coming up in a few weeks with that. And then we've got some talk about Twitch. Generally, we're doing a whole thing. We're going to have Trick Jared on at that point. And we'll have a Q&A. We'll be taking your questions all stream. If you want questions for Adam and Kenji or anything for M19, get those to us now. And otherwise, we've just got a packed show. So we're going to jump right into it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, this weekend is going to be when the set comes out. And we have the M19 draft weekend. So we do have a couple of limited ringers here. I believe you might have been... Uh, what, like the one of the the the, the last uh, limited kind of mini tournament we ran, I think you might have won the the last one. Not sure we uh, we didn't really give out trophies. <laughs> oh, right, fair enough. But if we did, but we should, we should. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we, yeah, inside RD, I was on the M nineteen set design team. Right. Uh, and I was the play designer on that. So one of my jobs was to work on the balance for M nineteen limited. When I yeah. asked Ethan, hey, who knows the M nineteen draft format? really well and can come on and talk about it. He didn't even hesitate. He's like, Adam, yeah, yeah. just put Adam on. Yeah. yeah. I, that's actually when I kind of like was relatively new here and I was just like kind of sitting in and just trying to learn what was going mm -hmm. on. And yeah, it was definitely Adam who was just kind of spearheading all the, the balance talks and all that stuff. Yeah, so we brought in a ringer. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about, uh, both of you guys submitted like your, your top 10 limited cards for mm -hmm. the set, uh, just kind of the, the pillars of the format, if you will. So let's just start right off with Kenji's cards, with the first card being... Herald of Faith. Yeah, uh, I just, five mana, four power flyers in limited are always good. Mm -hmm. uh, this one fits nicely into the black-white life gain deck. You know, like Epic Heroes of Blood, a Johnny's Pride Mate, that type of thing. So you just get random value off of those. Mm -hmm. uh, the three toughness is a little annoying, of course. It does sometimes trade down or it can be blocked by like a snapping drake. But yeah. again, four power flyers. Five mana. Can't go wrong. Better, yeah. And and you were saying before the stream that you thought the black white life gain deck was legit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely one mm -hmm. of the, the strongest uh, archetypes I think in M nineteen. You also just get a lot of powerful commons and uncommons. You don't need to bank on the rares for it to to work out. So I think uh, the herald work fits perfectly in there, and uh, it just goes into every white deck anyway. So okay. Yeah. And Adam, what uh, what was kind of the genesis of the the white black life gain deck? Um. So. Mostly, uh, it's we wanted M19 is a core set, so we want simple baseline magic, but we also wanted to give M19 depth. Like you want it to be replayable, mm -hmm. and a lot of that is putting in archetypes so cards work together better. Uh, M19 doesn't have any mechanics. It doesn't have like you know an exert or an explore or anything like that that you see in our other standard legal sets. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we did is we tried to look for themes that didn't require any mechanical complexity. You could just write out what the cards do. It's like, oh, gain three life. Mm -hmm. Now we have reasons for gain three life. To matter. To matter. Yeah. And so. That makes sense. Yeah, and black-white, I think, has a lot of cards that go well with it. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of white cards do gain life. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you talked about how, like, the life gain theme is quite strong. Uh, as a result, are you actively looking to be this, this archetype? Like, 
let's say you see something like an Ajani's primate, are sure. you taking that up pretty early? I don't think so, unless you, you really want to, to force it. The, the pride mate, it's, it's an uncommon, though, right. so you're not going to see very many. It is one of the better early game plays. Like, right. if they don't deal with it and you start, you know, even just gaining a little bit of life, one or two here or there, uh, that can take over the game. But a pride mate specifically, I don't take very okay. early. Yeah. yeah, instead, I'd rather actually take Tenji's card here, Herald of Faith. Right. Yeah. That's a card that, no matter what you're doing, that card's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. But that's also a little extra incentive right. for you to try and draft a white-black you know, life gain down. Yeah, right. the, the floor on this is just right. five mana, four, three flyer, mm -hmm. can't yeah. really go well, right. like If the, you end up in a yeah. white blue deck, it's totally fine. Right, it's actually not just totally fine, but actively <laughs> yep. really, yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're playing against a blue deck and your opponent dwindles your herald, you're just like, yes, I can still attack. <laughs> 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 just, yeah. You know, it's great. Uh, speaking of blue decks, Kenji's next card on the list was Essence Scattering, oh. Oldie mm -hmm. but a goodie. We've right. seen a lot of this card. Yeah, Adam was talking about how, you know, it's a core set, you're not going to have too many complex board states or creatures even a lot of the time. And so Essence Scatter just acting like a pseudo Doomblade, mm -hmm. you know, in blue means you can you can kind of choose when you want to pull the trigger. Like a lot of times you don't want to counter a Centaur Courser, right? A 3-3 three, three for 3. But then your opponent plays maybe a Palaka Worm or, you know, Colossal Dreadmar or something. And that's something that you want to counter for, for two mana. It's just, it's, you'll, you'll almost certainly play these every single time in your blue decks. You know, mm -hmm. I've played up to four in them in my blue decks. Uh, I think yeah. I think Scatter's a great card. Yeah, and when I say you know M19's uh, you know less complex set, that does not mean less powerful, mm -hmm. right? It's it's very you can get powerful cards that are very simple, you know, count four words on this card. Yeah, but it is still very powerful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, uh, and Kenji, you also mentioned uh, Bone to Ash. How close is that card? This card. Uh, Bone Dash is more like Cryptic Command. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's so good. The, the double blue is a little bit prohibitive, obviously, and it's a lot uh, more obvious when you're holding up four mana, you know, mm -hmm. two of it, two of it in blue against an opposing player. But uh, I, I like both those cards. Bone Dash, uncommon, though, so yep. you're, you're going to see those less often than Essence yeah, Scatter. Yeah, and I like Essence Scatter because it's, it's, it's not impossible to play a card and leave up a four mm -hmm. mana for Bone yep. Dash, mm -hmm. but it's so much easier to do leave up just two mana. Exactly. Right. So if you have five mana, you can cast like a through drop, a you know, a dagger basilisk or, mm -hmm. you know, something like that and still leave up t two mana to Essence yeah. Scatter or something. Yeah. That's and, a lot easier. And, and that's the thing with Essence Scatter too. It's just like, you don't even need to leave it up turn two all the nope. time. It's actually just no. a better play to just wait until the later points of the game. Exactly. Just play out your creatures, curve out. But there is that fail case where you don't have that two drop and then it still just acts as a removal mm -hmm. spell yeah. too. Right. And a lot of times, like if if you're playing a, when you're playing a game and you have the choice between leaving mana up for an essence scatter and playing your own creatures, often better just to play your own creature. Yeah. Simply because they may not play a creature of their own. Yeah. You're kind of banking on they them. They might to have be a leaving up their essence scatter. Right. Right. All right. Moving on from essence scatter, we got the next card up. Another white flyer. We have Angel of Dawn. Yeah. This card, man, it, as a curve topper, is just so good. A lot of the white cards can produce multiple creatures or uh, evasive creatures, and being able to just play this on curve and get in for that larger swing is, is so huge because it, it's it's offense and defense, right? Because right. a lot mm -hmm. of the times you'll end up in a racing situation. You know, you play this angel, all of a sudden your opponent's blocks are much worse. All of your creatures are vigilant, so you get to block with all of them on the backswing. And it's a five mana three three flyer, which in limited is perfectly fine, right? Especially mm -hmm. since it's splashable off of a you know a single white source. So yeah, mm -hmm. right and. Uh, one of the things about this card when we were making it, mm -hmm. uh, this was in t originally intended for like a red-white token deck. Yep. There's a lot yep. of token making. 
red, white, and at one point we were like, oh, we want this to go into more decks. We want this to be a little bit stronger for white. So we, you know, we added the vigilance. So it's better in a like a blue white exactly. flying deck or mm -hmm. you know some deck that wants to attack and block right. well, as opposed just, to just a red white if deck. You, if you play anything on like turn two or three into like turn four gallant cavalry, which is a white common in the set, you know it mm -hmm. produces two 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 vigilance creatures, and then you just play the angel on turn five. It's so hard to to lose from that position right. a lot of the time. And it's amazing how just adding that little keyword makes such a big difference mm -hmm. because you know when you look at something like a, a card that gives like a minor stat bonus, like uh, like hey. Target creature gets vigilance at the end of turn. You just don't care about that card. It's like right. not very impressive. But when you add it to another relevant effect, all of a sudden it's like, wow, it actually just gives you a lot more versatility. Yeah. It's like adding a lifelink uh, like to some random spell or whatever, uh, yeah. like like an aura or something. And then the, I think a lot of the strength of this card is that you, get, you actually can just play it mm -hmm. just right. straight up and not take advantage of the bonus mm -hmm. and you get an accept, you know, sure. just a fine card. Yeah. Sure. Uh, next up on Kenji's list is Gravedigger, another another favorite that's been around for quite Oldie a while. but a goodie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of reprints right. uh, in this set, and we we tried to pick cards that provided really good limited gameplay. Mm -hmm. This is a really good example. Yeah, not much to say about this one. It, it used to be common, it's uncommon now, so again, you're going to see it less often than uh, in some of the older formats, but 4-mana, 2-2, two, two, get back a creature from your graveyard, just yeah. solid. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. solid. It's always get your best card back. And the reason it's uncommon is not because it's just like, oh, this is just too powerful for common, but more of uh, when you have two. Right. Right. You then just you keep looping yep. them. Yeah. Gravedigger, I'll return my Gravedigger. And it's getting that indefinite loop. Want that to happen less often. Sure. Makes a bit sense. repetitive uh, play pattern there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yep. sure. You say repetitive, I say value. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I love the card. Yeah. It's just something, something can, cloud blazer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like, you can get value as much as you want, just get it in diff from different cards. Sure. Right. right, so you cast your cloud blazer, and then you get. If only Cloud back. Blazer was in this set. Cloud Blazer. <laughs> Huge mistake. Then, yeah. Well, I mean, we had a little bit of that rec uh, repetitive thing even in, like, in Dominari Draft with, uh, what, Key 2 Chronicler and Soul oh, Salvage. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was the common loop where people mm -hmm. can just kind of take over the game. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on from some value. It's another clean, simple card. We've got Murder. 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 Yeah. Murder. What, what, what's there to say about <laughs> There's this? There's three it's words on this one. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've made it even simpler. <laughs> uh, just... Awesome card. It deals with basically everything. Fine bear. Salt. No, like, how can you get yeah. any better than this as far as removal is concerned, right? Well, and removal is one of like the key mm -hmm. components of a successful mm -hmm. limited deck. Like, generally, want some removal. Like, your opponent's going to have some, you know, rare creatures. You're going to want to kill them. What right. better place to do right. it? And this one, this one's you know cheap instant speed and doesn't have some requirement, you know, that mm -hmm. uh, that the creature has to have, you know, four toughness or five power or something like yeah. that. Yeah, right. I mean, on. this gets to the point where it's so efficient and the unconditional removal is so, like, this is such a strong effect that, like, at this rate, this is where you start taking murder, like, cards like murder over actually just very good creatures, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're like, well, I could take, you know, this big five mana flyer, but I think murder is actually just yeah. better. Right. Right. All right, we're actually going to look at the next two cards on Kenji's list okay. because they are, they're opposite ends of the spectrum, but they kind of do some things. Other ones a little bit more value-y and one's a bit more efficient. Uh, Spark Tongue Dragon and Lightning Strike. Yeah, uh, so Spark Tongue Dragon, again, I was talking about this earlier, five mana, three power for a flyer is perfectly fine rate. But if the game prolongs and you do get that three extra mana, uh, now, admittedly, you do need three red for it to, to use the ability, but, like, just... 
it's kind of like those those kicker abilities, right? It, it gives you so much versatility. Mm -hmm. Like it's good by itself on five mana, but then should you have eight mana or should you have the time to sandbag, uh, you know, a few turns from it? It's just so much value. Yeah, it's, it's one of those cards that's just very very swingy, very uh, good. I've got Kenji figured out. Okay, five mana flyers, <laughs> removal spells. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> value creatures. <laughs> it looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. So both of these cards deal three damage. How common is three toughness in this format? Uh, I'd say quite common. We, we've already seen a ton of. It kills flyers. all of Kenji's creatures that we <laughs> <buy> so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's Where's it's your the, colossal dreadmaw? It's Kenji. the two mana red well, murder. Some of them. All right, right, right. <laughs> I, I think it's great, and obviously this one uh, versatile. It goes to the face as well. So if you're playing like Adam was talking about that quick Boros deck, maybe uh -huh. you get your opponent to you know three life, two life, whatever. You can just finish them off that yep. way. Yeah, so mm -hmm. good card. Yeah. Makes sense. Very, very efficient. All yep. right, moving on. One of the better value cards, I would say, in the format. Also dies to Lightning Strike. Also dies to Lightning Strike, but I think you... I, it's close. You might even take this over Lightning Strike. Oh, easily. Green Seeker. Oh, God. This, the easily. This card is so good, man. It, it comes out on turn two. It has three toughness, which is relevant, because a lot of the aggressive decks are playing like two mana, two twos, or right. even some three, uh, three power... Or sorry, two power creatures that cost three. And, like, you think about this card, it probably draws you a card like... 40% of the time or something, mm -hmm. but over the course of a Magic game, you know, the, these games aren't going to end on turn four or five usually, right? So you're just drawing so many cards or, uh, on, on such a cheap, relevant body. I, mm -hmm. I, I have nothing but good things to say, and I'm a little <laughs> bit salty about how good it is. Do you think this could even potentially make constructed play? I think so, just because it's it's cheap. It's two mana. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when... A lot of times you find like hidden constructed cards in delimited environments. Right. Like, this is so good at limited. So it has to be good yeah. at constructed yeah, yeah. somehow. Right. Right? You're still playing the same game of Magic. You yeah. still draw seven cards and have twenty life. Yeah. Like, what if like the best limited cards also become well? Like not really everybody good standard like, cards. Where, like not everybody played Pack Rat a bunch in constructed when it first came <laughs> right. out. And it's right. like man, I keep losing to it. Limited. What's going <laughs> it's, on? It's, it's gotta like, be. Good. You know what? I'm gonna put this in my deck and see what yeah, happens. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I see this card, I just want to play it with Tatiova and do literal nothing but draw cards and play lands. I just want to put this in lands in my deck, and I think yeah. that mm -hmm. usually gets the job done. What if this card was blue? <laughs> You're already running like 28 lands. Right, right, right. <laughs> and this is the card that we actually talked about in a, in a previous episode. This was the card that we yep. dubbed Sin Good. Sin Good. Sin good. Yeah. The better version. It's of not Sinbad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it those who don't Sinbad. know, there was a card called Sinbad who had uh, the same ability. <laughs> Simil yeah. Similar. Similar yeah. ability. But it was a 1-1. One, one, right. Yeah, but it was a 1-1. One, one. It yeah. was blue. Yeah. It made no sense. We'll put the card in the graveyard, I believe. It yeah. yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a little so, bit different. But yeah. uh, All right, next on the list, Skyrider Patrol. So two colored cards, two yeah, two colored cards need to be quite powerful to to want to take them early on in a draft mm -hmm. format, and I think this card fits the bill. Uh, four mana, two three flyer. The stats are fine on its own, uh, but the ability to just continuously pump every single turn one of your creatures and also make it evasive, especially when you're playing green. You know you're going to have those three mana three threes, uh, five mana four fives, that type of thing. This just pushes you through from the middle to the late game. You know, in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Great card. Right, and this is perfect for the blue-green archetype and things. So it's not as loud as maybe the black-white life mm -hmm. thing, but I think it's just as effective. So what you want to do is you want to play huge green creatures oh, yeah. and use blues like tricks to make sure they're unblockable or you know invasive. Make sure that they win a race essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, good with dreadball. <laughs> yeah, this is a great. <laughs> good with making colossal dreadball fly. Yeah. Right. Make colossal dreadball. Everything's a combo with colossal. <laughs> yeah.
Red Maw. All right, perfect and, magic card. Yeah. <laughs> and moving on to uh, Kenji's final card here, we've got Pegasus Courser. Yeah, so kind of a, a hidden gem, I think. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are getting used to this card since they've seen it now in, in some recent sets. Uh, you know, it's, it's a three-toughness flyer, which is usually hard to kill in the early game. And kind of like the Skyrider Elf, it just, or Patrol rather, it, it allows you to push that damage that you wouldn't otherwise been able to push through, right? If you, if you just play a two-mana 2-2, two -two, well, obviously that's going to get gummed up a lot of the time, you know, starting on turn three or four, but mm -hmm. curve it out into a Pegasus Courser, and all of a sudden you still have, it, you know, a clock in the air. So mm -hmm. are you looking to, like, when you start picking these up, are you looking to just really just be, like, a hyper-aggressive deck? given that like the natural curve is you don't want to miss your two-drop right. if you play this? Uh, I, I think so, but again, it's still good with, with uh, bigger creatures as well because mm -hmm. you know even if you're just playing some vanilla 4-4s, four giving them fly flying later on in the game is, is just as good. Yeah, mm -hmm. makes sense. Is there a color that this card is best paired with? Is it best with green decks? Blue decks already have a lot of flyers. I still like it in the blue decks as well. Uh, you can pair that with like Disperse and mm -hmm. other tempo cards. Green. I don't like the green-white pairing as much, but uh, obviously making one of your large creatures fly is great, and then red especially as well, for the because okay. it's already super aggressive, and so just being able to get those last points of damage in. Yeah, I think red is the generally the strongest yeah. color, but, mm -hmm. but like Kenny said, like any any color combination right. works because you're always going to have either a bunch of small creatures or some really large creatures mm -hmm. that want to get flying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the white-red archetype, we're going to move on to Adam's best cards. Uh, we're going to tackle your first two because they kind of go in the same archetypes generally. Mm -hmm. uh, heroic Reinforcements and Knightly Valor. Talk to us about Heroic Reinforcements first. Yeah, uh, Heroic Reinforcements is like kind of what we want out of the multicolor cards is just kind of a signpost. They, they tell you what the archetype is about and mm -hmm. then you can kind of go, if you draft cards that go well, with Heroic Reinforcements in your red-white deck, you're going to end up with a pretty good deck. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, um, you want to draft a bunch of token makers, a bunch of ways to uh, pump your tokens. Mm -hmm. So this does it perfectly. It, if you have a really nice red-white deck, Heroic Reinforcements is often worth 10, 12 extra mm -hmm. damage. It okay. is. It can be quite a bit of extra damage. So for people who don't actually, might not know, okay, there it is. It's popping up. There is the heroic reinforcements. It wasn't up there, so mm. yeah. <laughs> it is perfect for that go-wide strategy like yeah. you that you talked about. Yeah. The, and the even at its four, you're going to be able to attack with four power of yep. base damage. Right. Mm -hmm. but that, even, but from no creatures. Right, right. But oftentimes it just and gets often you for much, the, the, much yeah. the ceiling is so much higher on that card. Like, I've definitely just had states where I'm like, oh, I can't lose this game. And they're just like, heroic reinforcements? Oh, well, can't win this game. Yeah. <laughs> well, it gives the other creatures haste, too. So if you wait later in the game, you know, you can play like a two drop or a three drop yeah. into the reinforcements. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then yeah every once in a while sudden, that comes up and right. it's like. Combo kill great. people out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Comes up and constructed with uh, the history of Benalia. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Kenji, how high are you taking heroic reinforcements right now? Actually, pretty high. Yeah. 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 It's a card I often splash to because a lot of the times I'm already aggressively slanted. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are a decent number of mana fixers, plus all of the, the tap land, you know, the, the dual lands that enter tapped. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think this is a good one. Okay. Uh, the only problem I see is that in, in Boros, in red white, you often end up with a lot of four drops. There tend to be a lot of good four drops. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so um, it's often hard to find. Maybe It's not hard to find room for this specific card. It's hard to find room for the other right. cards. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, given that so, you know, you, you don't prioritize the four drops a little bit less, even mm -hmm. though it might be slightly higher. Let's say there's a hole in the three mana slot. Exactly. It's like, hey, I'm going to take this Pegasus yep. Courser over this four drop because of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Moving on from those, I guess we have Knightly Valor as well. Yeah, Knightly Valor is actually for a little bit different archetype. Yeah. Uh, it's for green-white auras. So green-white, you want to play creature usually pretty big, like Practice Discursion is really good in this archetype. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you suit it up with things like this, um, it's going to be really hard to block and really punishing when they can't block. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Knightly Valor, seeing this in like uh, Return to Ra uh, yeah, Return to Ravnica. Um, and it's just a super powerful card. It looks kind of okay, but getting like a 2-2 Vigilance creature and a huge Vigilance creature, right. uh, giving your creature Vigilance, that's actually pretty big upside. Hard to, hard to both block and attack back. Mm -hmm. yeah, this is definitely the card that like surprised me. Like I, I had to play it once to realize, oh wait, no, this card's great. But mm -hmm. when you first look at it, it's a 5-mana aura, and you're right. like, yeah, right. you know, 5-mana auras, I don't really want to put it in my deck if they, if they have a removal spell. But it's like you just pick your spot, if they don't have an instant speed removal spell, you're going to get in for a ton of damage, and you still have that token left over. Right. It, it, you don't have the normal card disadvantage of right. auras along with these. Like, auras can be pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. All right, so moving on from Knightly Valor here, we've got Sleep. Oh, Sleep is one of my favorite cards. I know a lot of... <laughs> some people love it, yeah, some people hate it. <laughs> it is the highly controversial. Very yeah. polar. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right, sometimes it's just like four mana fog. And that, right, and it, yeah. it feels so bad when it, that's the effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then other times it's just like, oh, I can't quite alpha strike you, so I'll beta strike you. <laughs> and then <laughs> next turn you have to play more blockers and I'll try yeah. to finish you off that way. And in those cases, sleep is stronger than most of the rares in this yeah. set. Yeah, and um, we've, we've seen that card in a number of sets before mm -hmm. this, and it's roughly yeah. the same power it's level a, each time. It's a reprint, and yeah, it's one of those things where depending on your deck, it is either super powerful. So like, I like sleep in decks with very. I like sleep too. Uh, <laughs> I sleep is best when you have a ton of creatures. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you sleep it, if you didn't get your removal spells, if you didn't get your other, you know, card drawing and other instants and sorceries and auras, sleep is where you want to go to. It can mm -hmm. can act often function like four or five yeah. removal spells. Yep. Yeah, I think it's generally overrated, but yeah, it is <laughs> good. I, I, I know that in oftentimes in the decks that I like to draft, which is more like blue value-based control, like sleep definitely is. I'm like, well, yeah, I took this high, and then all of a sudden I have like 10 creatures in my deck. Yeah, yeah stylistically, it's, yeah. Not a, it's not a Paul card. <laughs> Paul no. drafts like slow decks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. controlling decks, and sleep is not good there. Yep, right. I love drafting like giant monsters or whatever, right, so right, I'll right. just uh, yeah. sleep. Sleep gets the job done. I've got... 13 power creatures I can't attack. Yeah. Uh, next up, we actually have one of those value creatures that doesn't go well with sleep, but it goes in every deck, basically. Skyscanner. Yeah, so this is for uh, one of the nice commons for the blue-white archetype. Mm -hmm. um, you need... It's artifact matters, so you want to have a number of artifact yep. in your deck. You generally want, like, six, seven for a lot of the stuff, like Scholar of Stars. Mm -hmm. It's a really good example of another card that you want to take, and then this one is also just like, it's a really low impact to your deck. I actually like, I actually don't mind taking this pack one, pick one if the pack is sufficiently weak. Yep. Because it's like non-committal. Right. Uh, it goes, you'll, you'll play, play it, what, it with whatever, I'll play it in a red-white deck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's just another body and mm -hmm. I'm likely to draw a card that's another creature, so yep. that's exactly what I want. And then also just like in blue-black, you know, control decks, like this helps you, you know, turn through your deck and get, you know, other cards that you need. But mm -hmm. this is just a really, you know, it's not super efficient, but it's always welcome. Sure. Yeah. 
Agreed. So I, I like cards like that. I mean, do you, is, do you think, so, you know, it took a little bit of time for people to realize, like, in, let's see, Dominaria or Skittering Surveyor was just, right. like, the card yeah. you want to take super high. Oh, yeah. Is this on that level, or is it a little bit kind of below that? It, it's not a pilgrim's eye, yeah. Right. It, but it is solid. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm not going to say good, but it's definitely solid. It's always okay. playable. So, yeah, this is, I think it was better in, like, two-color decks, but, mm -hmm. like, the options that, like, a Skittering Surveyor would open up right. mm -hmm. were just really, really yeah. powerful. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, next up, we have... Lich, I can never say this word. Lich's caress. Lich's caress. Lich's. Multiple liches. This is, this is, this is <laughs> why I host my own <laughs> show. Because I know how to pronounce hey, words. Hey, I don't, I don't even know what the card names are. That's so. true. Right. We, 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 yeah. 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 The card you know, names change so often that at the end I'm like, just tell me what it does, man. Just, it's I know that what it card does. that destroys yeah. a creature. It's, the, it's a five mana kill life. card. You gain some life. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yep. Um, but yeah, we work in R and D. We work with different card names yep. uh, because they're named at the end mm -hmm. after we're done with all. And you don't have to worry work. about pronouncing them on the <laughs> That's air. That's true. Everyone that, can hear well, you. now I do. Now you do. Well, a common thing we do is like we'll have fake names, but it's like really uh, you know it talks about like cards that we've had in the past. So it's really easy for us to be like, oh, four man or murder. Oh yeah, okay, we know what it does. Right. You know, mm -hmm. something like that. So. All right, anyways. So, but this card. <laughs> but this card. Lick's Caress. <laughs> so, we talked about Black White Life Gain. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect example of a card that you want to take early. It's yep. just kill anything, no questions asked. It's not quite as efficient as murder, but it's one it's got common. Some upside, yeah. 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 Um, and then, it's, and it's an incentive for you to, like, if you have a couple of these, maybe you look at that Ajani's Primate a little extra. Right. Sure. So, yeah. I think this is one of Black's best commons mm -hmm. in the set. I agree. The three life is often relevant too. If you're playing like the the slow control deck, you just need that removal spell. The three life can often, you know, buy you that extra turn. Yep. As well. Right. That's right. my favorite thing about the life gain deck is like, oh, you have all these like synergies, like, right. and then you have a bunch of extra life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes using your five mana removal spell to kill something smaller feels bad, but this one gives you kind of some of that life back too, so it doesn't yeah. feel as bad and just buys you extra time to stabilize. Yep. All right. Moving on, we have another three gain life gain card. three life. Ga all another the time. gain three life card. Vampire Sovereign, which uh, Kenji was calling the Siege Flyno. <laughs> <laughs> vampire Flyno. Oh, Vampire Flyno, yeah. that's what it was. I think that somebody this in my chat, though, that gave me that. So. Okay, yeah. So, as the Cons of Tarkir rare Siege Rhino told us, <laughs> gaining three life and them losing three life, it's a really good card for racing. Right. You know, this is, and this is flying on top of that. So it doesn't, you know, there's a lot of flyers mm -hmm. in the set, you know, at, at the five and six mana, and they're all in like the three, three, four, three range. Mm -hmm. This is the smallest of them, but the enters the battlefield ability is just so strong. Right. Yeah. When we're talking about other flyers, all of them had like three toughness or three power. This just owns them all in yeah. combat, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's the perfect The perfect yeah. and, and that's oftentimes things that you notice. Every limited set is unique in that way, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. one thing that's really important that you don't really get until you play it a while is the relative sizing of creatures yep. in the right. format. There are some formats where shock is completely absurd, right? Like, you, there's just a bunch of two toughness things. There are some formats where shock is, like, not really that great because all the good cards are just, like, X3s. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Paul meant for that to be a segue, but the next card on the list is shock. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not completely uh, absurd uh, in the set, but okay. very good. <laughs> so, it's, you know, like, anybody who played there, like, Onslaught, it was a morph... Yeah, oh. it, 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 was, it, was, it was murder in the set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but shock is really good. There's not a lot of tempo mm -hmm. uh, 
huge tempo plays, but shot can be one of them. Mm -hmm. If you can catch, you know, a snapping Drake or yep. something yep. of that quality yep. with with shock, then yep. just good clean removal. Like you know, Kenji had some stronger removals like murder and lightning strike on it. Yep. But shock is just a common version of a lot of those cards in a lot of cases. Okay. Yep. Two damage, Great. one mana. Two right. damage, one mana. Moving on from that, the opposite end of the spectrum, we got a big oh, card no. here. We got the volcanic dragon. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a dragon theme left mm -hmm. in the set. Mm -hmm. like there, at one point, there was a lot of dragons in M19. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, there's still like Dragon's Horde and Spit Flame yep. and oh, yeah. stuff like that. So if you get some of those rares, mm -hmm. you want to be on the lookout for cards like Volcanic Dragon and the Spark Tongue Dragon. Yep. yep. Um, so those can be like really, really powerful. Like, And even if you don't, like this is just a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is the red, ver you know, four power, three to four power flyer. Yep. Um, and they're all very powerful. Like, yeah. huge flyers, always powerful. Corset, definitely true. Yeah, just nice and clean. Yeah. Just gets the job so done. It's a lava axe that sticks around, you know? So it's Yeah, it's like three good. lava axes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up we have what should have been Colossal. I have Colossal Dreadmaw <laughs> printed on my sheet and then crossed out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, crossed out. <laughs> Gaspark Twins. Uh. Which is so I think both the cards are kind of interchangeable. These are kind of examples of so green's identity mm -hmm. in this limited environment I think is in two common cards, which is uh, the Druid of the Cowl. Yep. And the um, Elvish Rejuvenator. Yep. Uh, those two cards give green a mana ramp identity. Right. So it's really important when you're drafting green. Make sure you don't skimp on these these huge creatures. That's what's going to win you the game. Mm -hmm. Like the the bunch of other cards, but like bet because you need something to take advantage of all the all the ramp that greens provides you. Yep. Yeah. And that's an issue I think I have with myself. I, I end up taking like the Druid of the Kells and the Rejuvenators uh, super high, even over those Dreadmaws or whatever, and then I'll just end up with. Five mana rampers, and I have like one top end <laughs> Thornhide Wolf. You have like, like twelve mana yeah. you're playing. Like I will cast this four drop, and, like, and that's it's turn three. Simple, yeah. yeah. yeah, but like those cards are the mana ramp is really powerful. Like mm -hmm. if you can get ahead of your opponent, but you have to have something to like right. convert to do that when you're into ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's the thing. Oftentimes when you're drafting, it is more important to fill out the low end of your mm -hmm. curve, so you will pass on those big creatures. But then mm -hmm. yeah, you can't have exactly. those. Failed situations where you're <laughs> like, all right, payoff card's gonna come. Not everybody's gonna take these colossal dread mods, and it's like, oh, damn, fifteen lands, five druid of the cows, and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, rocks oracle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, thing, it's it's not like one or two will do it because right. you know, look at the other cards we talked about on the list, like the liches, caress, the murders. You know, there's luminous bonds. Mm -hmm. There are really good answers to these cards, but they are really powerful. Yep. So yep. you actually need a, a quite a handful of them. Sure. So we talked about some, you know, pretty good green commons, and I guess this is the last one of yours. We've got Rabbit Bite. So our uh, internal pre-release uh, was last last weekend, and this card was just the best card in my deck by a lot. So I had lots of uh, what are they? The Daggerback Basilisks. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm. So this is like, and that's what Corsa I Limited is all about. I think. So you have like a simple card. This is like okay, my creature is gonna you know mm -hmm. bite <laughs> bite your creature, your creature. Um, and then you have just a regular death touch. But like when you realize that those two things work together, that's just super exciting. Yeah. And 
you get extra powers. Like I had this, I had Scholar of the Stars to like just run it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or what? What? Not Scholar of the Stars. Salvager. Salvager. Yeah. Salvager of Secrets. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, but yeah, that's that was the best card of my deck, and I think this is in contention for one of Green's best commons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we talked about the twins and the Colossal Dreadmaw, aka the perfect magic card. <laughs> uh, you can rabbit bite with those creatures just as well as you can with the Death Touch creatures. Yep. Yeah, so. and th- th- that's amazing to me. Just like a slight difference in just like the wording of you know these. Some, you know, sometimes people call them fight spells. Is right. when it becomes that one-sided effect, which yeah. we call bite effects. Mm-hmm. It just completely changes yep. how highly you take this card. Because yeah. there are formats mm-hmm. when, like, you know, we have cards like Prey Upon. It's like, nope, all the green creatures are kind of small. I'm just not taking Prey Upon, right? right. Like Ancient Animus wasn't even a super oh, highly yeah. picked card, yeah. right? But once it becomes one-sided, then you're like three twos can actually just do deal with other creatures. I mean, there's still the drawback of them, you know. Killing a creature in response, but and you having is, have the creature right. in the first place. Yeah. But this is basically as good as it gets for like you know a green common removal. Right, effect, green doomblade. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> All right, and then for the next couple minutes, I brought some packs. Ooh, I love boosters. Ooh, we're gonna ooh, crack ooh. some packs. Everybody's oh, gonna. Wow, he's not even gonna pass it. No, yeah, I know. Paul's just ready. I had a Johnny to go. in my pack. What am I gonna do? <laughs> not. Uh, so these guys <laughs> are gonna crack the them. We're gonna look at the top picks from the Which packs. Talk Lily. about those a little oh. bit. Yeah, Sarkin. You, you can go ahead and open them. Cats. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, I, I was looking at the boosters. Does anybody? I've we've got. got, you, got you, may be, you may begin. You may begin. Yeah. 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 I think I've got, I've got the best limited one. Next to the right? mic. Do I need the best one limited? Uh, yes, easily. Uh, so while these guys well, are opening it. I got the best. Ooh, I got a timber Wait, if you get a dragon token, does that mean you get a card that makes the dragon token? No. Oh, my rare is so. All right, well, these guys look at it. Let me ask you guys a question that we got from the interwebs. Uh, what were the favorite archetypes to explore during FFL testing in the set? And Kenji, you can talk about your favorite ones to look at early on. Pardon? He's busy. He's busy. He's busy. The favorite archetypes to explore during FFL testing. So my favorite time during M19 testing, there was a point where uh, Ethan Fleischer was the lead yep. designer of M19. And one week he's just like, you know, I'm not happy with these Elder Dragons. Mm-hmm. So he just redesigned them all, pushed the rates on a lot of them, uh, made them super strong, super appealing, super wild cards. Mm-hmm. And so like everyone's like, okay, I want the Arcades. I want the Feviscus. I want the Bolas. Like and we all built like, smash these like Elder Dragons against each other. Yeah. And that was really exciting. It was really fun to figure out. We took a ton of work on yep. Nicobolas in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those the Elder Dragons in particular are really exciting. We were, in fact, what we were talking about for like the last half hour before the show started <laughs> was guessing all the cards in my Arcades Sabbath Commander deck. Or Arcades, oh, yeah. the the uh, strategist. Yeah. If Commander we had like deck. a five minute clip of that, I think that would have actually been really <laughs> just, just we us naming like, walls. We were like wall blossoms. It's like, oh my god, wall of denial. Wall of denial. <laughs> wall of denial. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So who's ready? I, with I got one. Top I got four? one. You, you are Adam's already ready. You already, you he already told that entire wow. story. He well, you guys done. were figuring things. Well, yeah. we're trying to figure this out what the fourth best yeah, card in yeah. our pack. Uh-huh. This must have been easy. He just knows. <laughs> All right, so so let's go through and oh, that fourth one kind of surprises me. Interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about which of these would be your first pick, Adam. So to me, clearly, oh, that's a good pack. <laughs> yeah. The, wow. The f- I put them in order from yeah. first okay. to fourth. So the the strongest card by a good amount to me is the Gin of Wishes right here. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Except when it comes it to standing perfect. up. It was perfect. 
Oh, oh my gosh, no. this is this is really that is embarrassing. <laughs> I am sufficiently embarrassed. Okay, Gin um, of Wishes. Yeah, Gin of Wishes is just a you know we talked about how these five power or five mana four power flyers are really really mm -hmm. strong. Uh, this is no exception. Plus, this gives you three extra cards. Mm -hmm. uh, you pay four mana for the like they all are going to cost four. Yeah, no matter how much they actually cost. If you can flip like a big. A big seven mana card off of it. You're you're really doing it, but you don't have to. Yeah. Even if you get three extra lands off of it, like mm -hmm. that's just totally fine. Well, instant speed too. So if you, if you do hit a random spell, you know, get them in. Right. You can you can ambush. It's yeah. it's a really mm -hmm. hard card to attack into. Right. It's like okay, I have to worry about all their blockers and the top card of the library, but I don't know what that is. Okay. And so that's your order one to four. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about skilled animator. Yeah, I think skilled animator. Uh, it's. Basically, insult artifact on a creature. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the blue white artifacts, like this is like actually one of the reasons. Like, oh, if I have a couple artifacts, this is a really powerful card. Turning my sky scanner into a yeah. Five if I've five. got a couple of sky scanners, or you know, even like fountain of uh, renewal. fountain of renewal, yep. thopter maker. The th yeah, the thopter. Yeah, thopter mm -hmm. guy is also another. That one's actually especially powerful. Because that one flies. Yeah. 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 So, like, you get a 5 5 flyer on turn four. Right. Uh, which, you know, like, we already talked about how 4 4 flyers are good. Well, 5 5 flyers are better. <laughs> you learned it here first, guys. Yeah. 5 5 better than 4 Some, 4. Sometimes magic is that straightforward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are situations where, like, you fail and you don't get enough artifacts, but, yep. like, the ceiling for that card is so high, you just take it early. Especially if you take it early, you're just mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going right. to it's, it's certainly a build around in the way that the first three cards aren't. So that's yep. why I take. I take, you know, the super efficient lightning strike right. after the gin, and I think Luminous Bonds is one of White's strongest commons. Mm -hmm. right. So I think those are just more solid, more reliable picks. But I think the skilled animator has a sufficient upside. Like if I'm if like say let's say it's pack three and I already have like seven or eight artifacts, mm -hmm. I probably move the animator up in this thing. Okay. I'd probably take it above the luminous bonds if I have seven or eight artifacts. Gotcha. All right, Kenji, what you got? Oh, you got. Oh, wow. Let's just put them right That is top. dangerous. Ooh. My pack is so much worse than you guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, we got this. Kenji's pack is pretty nice. It's it's fine. I mean, I think I think I think, I think Adam definitely yeah. had the best pack. Yeah, Adam's had it the best by far. All right, let's... all right. Uh, Ooh, pick one it. pack when I got that cleansing Nova. Ooh. The, uh, oh, sweeper's good. Yeah, the, the, the wrath of the form, but it has an extra utility, right? There, the luminous bonds dwindle just enough, uh, like the sort of Valoron patient rebuilding. So sometimes you're not even just going to wrath; you're going to you're going to blow up their enchantments and artifacts, and that's going to be good enough as well. But um, I think these effects in limited are just very very good. They're hard to play around until you see them, right? Because mm -hmm. they're rare, so they're generally a blowout when you first cast them and then after that point your opponent has to kind of play around it the entire time. That's yeah. that's a super good point. Like a lot of times you're just like, oh, go play all your creatures because there's so few ways to punish you just playing right. creatures. Yep. This is actually one of the few, very few ways mm -hmm. right. in the whole environment and it's rare. You know yeah. that when your opponent uses the second mode, you're probably <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> oh they yeah. Like cast it, they're like, I'm going to name artifacts and enchantments, kill both your artifact creatures and the luminous bonds on my thing and then I'm going to win. Yeah. Well, that means they already have a bunch oh, of right. extra creatures over you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the middle two, those were already on Correct. your top ten yep. list. Yep. yep, so that makes sense. So tell us about the Aviation Pioneer then. Uh, the pack just wasn't very good overall. Oh, there was like wow. an Enigma Drake that I could have chosen over it, but I think, uh, you know, Adam was talking about the, the like the Artifact Matters mm -hmm. uh, blue-white mm -hmm. deck. So I, I don't mind taking Aviation Pioneer uh, number four here. 
I don't think it's amazing. Yep. But it, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Paul, what you got? You might want to take the price down. <laughs> yeah, the, the comparison needs to buy be some weird. time. Pretend you guys did not see a lot of these cool. I think like this card, this Aviation Pioneer might be like the best card in my pack. Uh, no, maybe the second best. That's card. false. Okay, okay, all right. So I got my best common here is Sky March Bloodletter, followed by. Even the opposite way that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're sorry, just sorry. Here we go. Here we go. And then the I'm gonna, audience demands consistency. I'm gonna go with. Uh, your oh pack's great. <laughs> what? Your pack's you great. Because I have the perfect magic, yeah. perfect magic card. Is it, you think it's this yeah, one? Yeah, I think it's that one. <laughs> but the primate goes with the... Yep. And then we got a Johnny's primate at three. And then Colossal Dreadmaw, the, a.k.a. the perfect magic card yeah. at four. Yeah. So I got three commons and a grizzly bear. That was my pack. And... Uh, and yeah, I mean, Skymark's Bloodletter is a very, you know, it's a very mm -hmm. solid card. I'm always happy to have it. It does... I mean, just the just the base rate of having a three mana two two flyer with this drain effect is just something you're like almost you're just never going to cut from your limited decks. But on top of that, there's just like mi the minor you know uh, synergies that you get in this format with the life gain. I mean, we see that in Johnny's Piping here. Just like, like a lot of little things that can also help out. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm happy to have that. Uh, moving on, we have Essence Scatter, just very useful. It just uh, it, all, it gives you a way to trade up on mana a lot of the times for bigger threats in the format. We talked about you know just the existence of a lot of these big five six mana flyers in the format, and of course the Elder Dragons. Blue has a tough way to deal with bombs. This is probably your best way, one of your best ways to deal with big creatures. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then I have a Johnny's <laughs> Primate because I had literally. A no, I, I do. <laughs> I, I think this comes where like different people evaluate. Things different. That's right. that's yeah. really yeah. interesting. I think I take the primate first. Okay, like I'm sure. just like, okay. oh, there's not something I'm gonna really miss. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to miss out on, so I'm gonna go. But the Johnny's, upside here is Johnny's primate has right. the highest upside. Yep. Yep. It's still a grizzly bear. Yep. Uh, but if you are end up black white and you do get a bunch of sky march blood letters right. and other of uh, the black white life gain stuff, Johnny's primate can easily be you know five five six six. Yep. Like that's not unreasonable. Right. Right. It's not likely, but like. If I end up in black white, I will super miss the sure, primate, sure. whereas I won't necessarily miss the other sure, cards. Sure. So, like, some people like taking high upside cards that they might cut. Right. Yeah. Other people like, it's like, oh, I need to take a card here that I'm definitely going to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I could maybe see moving the primate a little bit further up. I sure. just, I'm just always happy with the Sky March Blood Letter. Just right. Like in, in, in yeah, you're, you're definitely more of a, like, yeah, yeah. You want cards that you definitely want to play, and that's what this guy much right, more right, right, yes. right. But 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 if you're just gonna, you know, like again, yeah, I totally agree. The highest upside card in the pack sure. is a Johnny's right. Primate. Okay. Yeah, like, like from Kenji's pack, I might have put an Enigma Drake. Right, right, up, right. Up that's what I'm you're a big, I, I you're like, a big Enigma Drake fan, though. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, right. I've, <laughs> lost, I've lost to you at an F and M with Enigma Drake. Then <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't limited. It was standard. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. great card. You crushed yeah. me. I've it lost was, to yeah. him playing Cryptic Serpent as well. Was I think that was the, no, same, 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 deck. the same deck. Oh, same yeah. deck. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we both lost to him in F and M. It was a good deck. It yeah, I love. That's great. Okay, I do want to ask you about your rare card because you were you know down on your pack, and this is. One of the more exciting cards in the set, maybe not necessarily for limited, uh, Elvish Clan Caller. This one here, yeah. it's very. People are talking about this. This could be modern or legacy playable in in the Elves deck potentially. Why is it not something you look at in limited here? So yeah, just in uh, in this limited format, you know, we just don't have. We didn't really. We weren't really pushing the the elf tribal sure. as a thing. You know, we have this card in. You know, it, it, it kind of the intention was like, hey, this is a card that can maybe prop up elf decks in other formats. So let's let's include this. 
And mm -hmm. you know, you sure you have like Druid of the Cowl and maybe the Far Haven or sorry, what is it? Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. Like there's a couple. Three elves but, but there's just uh, not enough elves that are pushed mm -hmm. for me to want to actually have this in my deck. Okay. I think I was in a draft though where like I o I opened one, got it like pretty late, and then opened the second one. Yeah. And then I was and like, like well, no, no. But then I was like, you know. I, I got the first one late. This was probably going to come around late. But somebody hate drafted it because, because they, they saw the first one in the first. I was like, why? Why would you do that to me? I, I think just, you answered your own question. All I was going to do was make two grizzly bears. <laughs> <laughs> like, two green, green yeah, grizzly bears. Two not even, GG yeah. grizzly bears. And they just took that dream away from me. Wow. That was disappointing. Uh, but yeah, certainly a card that we expect or we're hoping, you know, maybe causes some waves in, uh, in kind of yep. the older formats. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and if it were at a lower rare, it might, you know, like getting two or three of them would be pretty exciting, mm -hmm. but they're rare, so you're unlikely yeah. to unlikely to get two. Very rare that you even see two. Yep, let right. alone three. All right. Well, thank you guys for talking limited with us uh, this weekend. Remember, is draft weekend, so check with your local store to see what kind of events they're running. Uh, we've got some stores do events all weekend. Some just have Friday Night Magic be draft, but check with your local store. Draft all the Elish Clan Callers and Colossal Dreadmaws you want. Don't. You don't have to listen to these guys. Mostly but the Dreadmaw. Mostly the Dreadmaw. <laughs> the Dreadmaw is great. Now the part that a lot of you have been waiting for is oh, yeah. the initial information about C18. So we're not revealing any cards today. <laughs> Sorry, I, Adam's very shocked. But we are going to tell you the themes and the colors of the deck so that you kind of know what to look for in the upcoming weeks. Previews officially start July 23rd. Monday, July 23rd. 8 a.m. Pacific time on our website, and then you'll see a bunch throughout the day all around the web at Magic Sites. But let's talk about the decks. So there are four decks. Mm -hmm. All of them are awesome. I've looked through all of them. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to build new decks with each of them. The first one is blue-red. And let me start. There is no pattern to the colors in these decks. In the past, we've had you know one of each mm -hmm. monocolored deck, or they were all wedge-colored. That is not the case this year. This year... It was kind of decided we're just going to make four cool decks. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is Blue Red Artifacts. The name of the deck is Exquisite Invention. So it is built all around artifacts and artificing, and mm -hmm. there may be some some legends who deal with artifacts. <laughs> Maybe. There perhaps. are legendary creatures in these commander decks. There are legendary creatures. You heard it here first. <laughs> the second deck is called Nature's Vengeance. It is a Jund deck that is all about lands. Dueling. Black, red, green. Yes, black, red, green. Oh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> it is a black, red, green deck that is all about lands, abusing lands, using them, making them go to the graveyard, making them come out, mm -hmm. turning them into creatures, all kinds of cool things. The next deck is a blue, white, green deck, also <laughs> known as Bant. Blue, white, green. Uh, that is called Adaptive Enchantment. Actually, Blake, it's white, blue, green. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. Adaptive Enchantment. I get you get one guess what that deck's all about. A Adam. Enchantments. Yes, it is oh, about enchantments. Yes, I, I was thinking. <laughs> I actually had in yeah. advanced information. I you did. Yeah. That's, it's, you had an unfair. All right. And the last one is a. Oh god! Now, now you're gonna make me do it in the correct order. White, blue, black. It's just deck. Yeah. Yay. Esper. <laughs> called Subjective Reality, and this one has the best theme Subjective of reality. any of the decks. The top of, <laughs> the top of your deck matters. 
<laughs> the what? top of your deck matters. Yeah. The top card of your deck matters. That is the theme of this deck. So there's a bunch of like scrying, putting cards, you know, brainstorming. There could be a gin of wishes oh. in there. We don't yeah, there, there could be a gin of wishes. Gin of wishes, wishes, wishes would be a natural fit. Yes. Gin yes, that's the sort of deck that, or card that would be in that deck. We'll find out if it's in that deck <laughs> the week of, no of July 23rd. Uh, next, what we have for you is we're going to show you some art from the upcoming set. We're not going to tell you anything about the art. Just enjoy the Just art. Just enjoy the art. And when we come back, Trick Jarrett will be joining us to talk a little bit about what's happening on twitch.tv slash magic. Yeah, I'm going to polymorph. And Adam's going to go away. Into yeah. Trick Jarrett's going to come off the top of the library <laughs> and sit right here. Well, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll be right back. Enjoy this art. Yeah.
thank you all for sticking with us that long. <laughs> uh, Trick came on and immediately told us that, like, why, why are they not talking about C18? Now you know all the C18 information we're going to release today, but we have some cool announcements about things you can see right here on this channel, yeah. which is why Trick Jared is here. Hi, everyone. Uh, yeah. Uh, Paul, you've been at Wizards how long now? I've been here for a year. I started in July, so I've been here for about a year. It's taken us that long, but I'm here to talk about with between Weekly MTG and uh, the Wednesday Arena streams. Uh, I'm, my, my role at Wizards is shifting slightly. I'm no longer heading up our community team. Instead, I'm focused entirely on video projects, whether it's uh, Spell Slingers from our friends at Geek and Sundry, it's Friday Nights from Loading Ready Run, it's Game Nights from Josh and Jimmy, uh, it's streaming here on the Twitch channel. Um, starting, you've already started to see these things with the Wednesday streams with Blake doing weekly MTG, but we're going to start expanding more. We're going to start having a Monday stream, uh, which we're currently calling R&D Plays MTG. We'll figure out maybe a better name. They've submitted a couple of ideas. Uh, I really that, liked R&Ds. R&Ds, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah uh, <laughs> we were brainstorming because I was talking to uh, Trick yesterday. I was like, "All right, can, can we suggest some names?" He's like, "I had you have until the end of today." So I s immediately just went to the pin. And I was like, "All right, guys, we need some names." So we had we had some cool, interesting suggestions. We had uh, still had R and Ds. Uh, we had R and Ds, and uh, a few a few other a few other nice ones. But uh, currently, it will be called uh, you know just weekly. It'll be a weekly stream. R and D plays magic. Right, and it's gonna be Paul and Melissa and. Other members of the play design team and perhaps other Wizards guests will pop in. Yeah. Uh, along with that, though, we have some friends of Wizards, uh, Kenji, uh, Loading Ready Run, and Gabby starting us off. We're going to actually contract them uh, and have them streaming on the Magic Channel to help us throughout the week. Uh, and I have a graphic that we put together of the next two weeks' uh, current schedule of what's going to be showing up on the Magic Channel. And that goes over not only these things during the week, but also... Uh, our weekend coverage. So this will be a graphic that you'll start seeing more regularly on social media and on Twitch that just gives you an idea of what's coming down the line for our Twitch channel. And uh, as I said, this is just the start of where we are. I've still got other conversations. I've got some other people I'd like to bring on. There's other people inside the building who are interested in streaming that we haven't officially ironed out the full details, but uh, we're looking at other ideas of streams that we can do inside this building to help build out the Twitch content. Uh, we, we've had this channel for so long. We've had Paul, we've had Melissa, we've had you know, people in this building who have streaming and coverage experience. And I'm excited to finally uh, be doing more with Twitch. Uh, Kenji's excited. Oh, very excited, very excited. <laughs> yeah! Damn. I get to stream again! Yes! yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be starting this coming Monday. You'll get to see Paul. And who's going to join you on Monday? Uh, so. Yeah, the, the show is going to be every Monday from 2 to 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on right. twitch.tv slash magic. And it will be myself at, oftentimes it will be Melissa, but Melissa will actually be traveling to uh, Japan. Right. She's going to be there for a Grand Prix Chiba. Chiba. Mm -hmm. So it'll be me and Andrew Brown okay. for our very first, uh, or I guess we've had a couple, but official Magic Plays R&D, or sorry, R&D Plays Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, I'm just flustered. I'm so excited to be able to stream again. Right. Uh, and, but yeah, I, it'll be me and Andrew Brown next week, Monday, 2 o'clock to 5 p.m. We're going to be streaming. You know, we're going to be talking. You know, you guys can feel free to ask us, you know, development questions. There's just a lot of cool things we could do. We're still trying to figure out all the cool things we can introduce uh, for the stream, but I'm just super excited that, uh, that we're going to be having this uh, be a weekly thing. Right. What yeah. are you guys playing? 
uh, we're gonna be playing uh, we're gonna be playing limited because M19 just right. came out. Right. So we'll be doing some uh, M19 drafts on Arena. Nice. That's the plan nice. for the first nice. week. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that we have is we have Friday. I'm currently calling it Friday Morning Magic or Friday Morning MTG. It's this is sort of my block as we figure this out. I'm gonna try different ideas. We might have I don't maybe artists come in. I might have conversations with people. It might just be me doing something casual and playing. You know, Singleton on Arena, or maybe Mitko, or we'll figure out what exactly it's going to be. But uh, that's where we are right now in terms of the schedule, and I'm just excited. There's a lot of cool stuff. I'm doing a lot of awesome projects between this streaming and the video projects, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and so when you tune into this show, and you better be tuning in every week, or I will find you, <laughs> Kenji's going to be following immediately after. Right, so right. whenever this show ends, Kenji's going to uh, boot his stream up. What can we expect out of that, Kenji? Uh, lots of Arena as well. I'm excited to see all the new advancements they've got to Arena since I last played it. So mm -hmm. expect a lot of drafting from me as well. Okay. But, uh, and when you're not streaming on the our Thursday stream, right. where can people find you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash NumotTheNummy, N-U-M-O-T-T-H-E-N-U-M-M-Y. If you want to watch me you know, lose otherwise unlosable <laughs> games, that's, that's a thing we can do. We talked about this earlier. That is the favorite thing for Twitch chat. It's not, you know, like, because the things that I find most satisfying as a competitive player is like, you know, getting the tiny edges, playing to your <laughs> outs, and then winning just like, you know, by the tightest of margins through tight play. Mm -hmm. yep. People like just seeing you get wrecked, right? <laughs> so, like, you could be super ahead, and they just top deck, you know, the, the cleansing Nova into a giant haster, mm -hmm. and then they're like, yeah, that was great. Yep. That's what people want to see. And I'm sure everybody wants to see Kenji get wrecked. I, I had a great Boros <laughs> deck this morning. I was streaming. My, my opponent attacked for lethal, and I just kind of mindlessly clicked I was talking. And I took lethal damage, even though I could have blocked more. And then, the, and then, and then, and then I had my opponent at two life in my Boros deck, and the opponent's like, draw your next card, draw your next card on, on Mitko, right? Because I had like two shocks and a lightning strike, and I clicked draw next card, and it was lightning strike. Oh. <laughs> uh, sitting there, and then uh, that later on that match, they played a turn for it, a Gigantosaurus against me, and... Uh, Ooh, pretty big. Pretty yeah, big. Was, and that was that. <laughs> that was yeah. All right, well, we've got a couple minutes left to take your questions, so I've got a bunch here. But if you've got questions, go ahead and leave them in Twitch chat, and we'll see if we can get them answered. The first question came from AZ Martinez. He asked, can you tell us when spoiler season officially starts? July 23rd. July 23rd is when you can start seeing Commander previews. What day was that? It's a Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, that's, oh. No, that's pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought there was something like hidden there. No, no, no. no. Uh, Just me trolling, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> then we had a question from Pedro Romulo. When will we get a legend for Enchantress EDH decks? Well, the theme of one of oh. the decks is enchantments, so maybe this it could be. It would see if if not, then. R&D screwed up, probably. See, uh, the best part about this is I can try to be cryptic or preview as much as I want, but I don't actually know what the cards are in that set. So, yeah, I, I don't actually know. <laughs> uh, but you we, can blame me. Yeah. You know, I've been here for a year now. Right. Like, now everything now we is can officially my fault. Start right, blaming of course. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a question for all of you can answer this one. We got this one from Don Carson. What is the most important thing a Magic player can learn in order to improve? I know there are a lot of important tricks. Tricks and tips out there, but what, no puns from you, but what <laughs> truly is the one thing that helps a Magic player become better at the game? One thing that helps a player become better at Magic. Uh, please, no, oh, I was you. just going to say, uh, I think 
the number one thing is probably just playing with people that are better than you. Mm -hmm. uh, which you can, you know, maybe just go find uh, an FNM or a different FNM that you're used to, uh, used to than going, or maybe you know, hop on Mitgo or something like Magic Online or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, and just play competition that's that's better than you. I think that's a that's a really easy way to to get better. And you know, so every time I jump on Magic Online, it's easy. Paul, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that was a really good, a good one. Uh, just surrounding yourself with people who also just want to improve mm -hmm. uh, and just having people to bounce off of. I was very fortunate. You know, I had I had uh, I had to survive through his trolling, but you know, I had LSV to to bounce ideas off of and we mm -hmm. just kept making each other better. Uh, on top of that, I think uh, uh, one one problem that some players get into is um, you know you get to a certain skill level and then you just think you know you're that, that you're already there. Mm -hmm. And I think checking your ego at the door and just always opening yourself up to learning and improving mm -hmm. um, is, is the way to get better. Because you know at some point you're just like, no, this was the correct play, not close. Yeah. Once you get to that point, it's like no, let's let's take a step back and figure out like, hey, what are the different lines? What are, you know? What are the things I could be doing to improve? And just just being open minded because mm -hmm. I think those are people that I found, um, you know, just like take that next step, uh, yep. you know, to like yeah. the pro scene. Yeah, the thing I was to say, which goes right along with what Paul and Kenji have been saying, is that uh, being cognizant of the game. Like so often, I can't tell you what I did three turns before when the game is over. And that's why I'm not a good Magic player. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I enjoy the game, but I'm terrible at it. And the, one of the things that I've seen over the years by players who are much better than me is they have, if not perfect recall, really good recall of how the game went, what the decisions were that they made, what the mm -hmm. cards were that they saw or played against or played around. And that really helps them also understand uh, what they could have done differently, where things went wrong or where things went right, and uh, have that ability to do the analysis that helps them be better at the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm always impressed when we interview uh, a pro player, especially the ones who've been on the pro tour for a long time. They'll rattle off what happened in the in the game that just happened or that happened earlier in the day. Right. Uh, that's why you get a lot of tournament reports from those high level players. You'll see how detailed they are. I played this on turn two and this on turn three, and he had this land untapped, which made me think he had this. And you're like, I. I think I played against a black-red deck last round. <laughs> right. And, yeah. right. And just having that ability to be aware of that in the tournament scene, especially as the day goes on and have the mental stamina for long tournaments, I think that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. All right, last question, and it's this week's off the... We, every week we get a couple questions that are just kind of like, this person has clearly been waiting to ask this question <laughs> of literally anyone for a long time, and this, I believe, is that... Question for this week's Weekly MTG guests. If Magic ever made a Planeswalker from Lorwyn, <laughs> and it was a race that's never been seen on a Planeswalker card before, which would you personally want to see most? And they provided options. Oh, Flamekin, Kithkin, Treefolk, Giant, Fairy, Changeling. I'm clearly Team Giant. <laughs> giant is a good one. Yeah. Yep. Kenji? Uh, I'm going to go with Changeling. That's, That's my cool. answer too. Right? You can do a lot what of cool things. You, you can do everything. You can do yeah. everything, Chancellor. Yeah. I think mine is uh, mine would be a uh, tree folk. Tree folk. Tree folk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Changeling would be my first answer, but I'll I'll give a uh, fairy would also be Shocking. really cool. Mm, you know, Black I think fairies Luke. doesn't really need a lot of help. I, I so I'm, feels like know. that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't have the creature type fairy. Flash. So. Uh, it would have flash. flash. You can activate ability, yeah. the abilities yeah. on the opponent's Draw turn. Draw three cards. 
Make your opponents concede. That's going to be in the text That's box. probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, well, thank you for joining us for this show. Next week, we've got a really cool show. There's been a lot of talk about Magic Story lately in the direction of Magic Story, and we've had new authors come in. We currently have Kate Elliott writing the uh, M19 story. It's been really cool to see how Bolas and Ugin started out. Next week, we're going to have on some of the people behind the stories, not the writers, but the team here, the franchise team that's actually working on that. So that's Nick Kelman and Daniel Ketchum will be on the stream next week, and they're going to tell us about not only how Magic Story is being told on our website, but also across various mediums. Uh, don't forget that Grand Prix Chiba also starts a week from tomorrow, and we'll be covering that live on twitch.tv magic. In the meantime, check out Draft Weekend this weekend yeah. at your local store. Otherwise, thanks for joining us, everyone.